to the Twist My Arm podcast. Uh, my name is Josh, and I am here with my co-host, Jesse. Go Eagles, I guess. Ugh, I guess. Today, we are going to be talking about video games and pop culture stuff, and uh, just a few updates on some things, and uh, I guess we have a little bit of a... We have a little bit of a topic today, later on, which is interesting for a Jesse and Josh show. But <laughs> I'm very excited. Usually, there's no structure to it. This time, we're gonna try. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a little bit of a, a thing going on here, so I'm excited to talk about that. I, I had this idea in my head, and I was like, "Oh, we should we should talk about this. We both do blah blah blah. We both like this, so let's do this." So definitely excited to bring that surprise conversation on you guys later. No one's probably really gonna care that much, but I care. Um, so yeah, like I said, we're Twist My Arm Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Twist My Arm Podcast, Twitter at TMA Podcast, uh, Instagram, TMA Podcast. You can email us at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com if you have any complaints or gripes or anything you just want to tell us, you want to say hello, send us an email. Um, you can, what is our, what's our Twitch stuff, Jesse? Take that, take all the video uh, things away. <laughs> Twitch, we're actually at TMA Games. And you can follow me on Twitch at the Real Jesse Bailey. I'm also on Twitter, just at Jesse Bailey. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Just search Twist My Arm Podcast. We'll pop up in there. Our, our videos haven't been super frequent, but they are very high quality, so you should definitely check them out. Well, and I'm sure there will be new stuff there you forthcoming. Know, I feel like I feel like people are kind of scared to upload videos to YouTube right now. I'm I'm not really too keen on wanting to upload to YouTube at the moment with all their yeah. They're being a little stingy and big and corporation-y. But, I mean, really, they've always been that way. It's just that now it's becoming more prevalent, it feels like. But it's not not a super big deal. But, I mean, our best content has always been the podcast, and that's where most of our videos come from anyways, stuff that we talked about on the podcast. So there will definitely still be stuff there. It's just... It's a lot of stuff to, you know, process and deal with all at the same time. So Yeah, for sure. Keep your eye there. Um, definitely check that out. But other than that, anywhere you find podcasts, iTunes, Apple, which is the same thing, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anything that does podcasts has Twist My Arm. So just look for that. Except Spotify. That's the only one that we're not on yet. Um, yeah, don't go to Spotify. It, it costs <laughs> a little bit more, I think, to be on Spotify. And I'm just not, I'm not ready for that kind of commitment yet. I mean, we're the podcast is free, so right. why should we? You know, right. we don't want to ever have to charge you to listen to the podcast. So just use all the free ways to get it. That's so much easier. Exactly. Um, we are looking to get on Google Play here pretty soon. I'm pretty sure that's pretty easy. So yeah, so that I can uh, use my Google Home Mini and go, "Hey Google, play the Twist My Arm podcast." <laughs> that's I cannot wait. That's the best reason to do it for sure. Easily. Uh, yeah, so how have you been, Jesse? It's been a couple weeks since you've been on the show. Last week we had Oliver on. So what have you been up to the last couple weeks? Well, it's interesting. I, I was actually mostly working on the topic we have slightly coming up a little bit later here. Um, I've been doing a lot of stuff with that and getting organized in my room and my house and all that stuff and getting everything streamlined and set up and looking good. But other than that, I've been playing games and I've been – trying to watch football and <laughs> stuff like that um you will remember the last time i was on the show was your birthday Indeed. and i was there with my girl and she had just finished winning the twist my arm podcast fantasy football league mm-hmm. 
So one of the things we did this weekend was we went out and I got her the base for her trophy, which is a very cool, like old school radio box microphone, you know, like the like like Larry King's microphone, basically. Right. So, you know, we'll get that all gilded and glittered up and we'll put her team name on there and the year and stuff like that. And there will be photos galore, I'm sure, on my Twitter and the Twist My Arm Facebook. Oh, yeah. Definitely. She's very excited. The head bitches in charge did great, and she's really looking forward to next year's. Yeah, I'm still... That was really cool. (laughs) I'm still still pretty butthurt about that whole fantasy thing this year, but you know what? Yeah, I'm salty about football in general this year. I agree. It's been a harsh mistress. (laughs) What is today? Monday, we're recording this... uh, Actually, I guess it's Tuesday morning now. We're recording midnight Tuesday morning, so about a day after the championship games. And... First of all, the Patriots and Jaguars, like, I was, okay, I was so really upset because <laughs> Jags had a chance Before there, <laughs> and they really fucked that up. Before we go any further with the Patriots and Jaguars, I have to give super huge credit to Luke and Fort Collins on Twitter, okay. our buddy Luke. Okay. At the end of that game, he tweeted, the Force Awakens thought the end of this game was predictable. And I thought... Wow, that's I mean that's gold. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pure gold, right? That that's is gold, a, Jerry. That needs that <laughs> needs to be memed right now. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was very well done. For so. sure. I mean, and and, and I, I agree. I, I could not agree more. Like agree, yeah, who didn't I, see that coming? You saw right. it coming a thousand miles away. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, the Jaguars have a 7-point lead. Great. You know, that I mean, that's the game. You may as well just call the game right now. Like, yeah. Come on. <laughs> I think uh, one of my friends had posted something. He was like, I stopped in a restaurant today, and the the Patriots game was on. They were losing by 10 points, so I assume they're going to win by four. (laughs) And he totally called it. was buying around. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and personally, for me, as a Steelers fan, it was extra, extra lame because James Harrison left the Steelers yep. this year and yep. ended up on the Patriots and he was instrumental in a couple plays and he's, he got like he's going to get to go to the Super Bowl now and the Steelers don't get to go to the Super Bowl so it's like I just I'm so conflicted I mean clearly I have to root against the Patriots right right for but so many reasons but, but then you go to the other do side I have to root for the Eagles oh like, man I have to put my faith in Nick Foles I mean yeah he just had a great game he had the best game anybody has had in the postseason for a quarterback so far, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, this yeah, year in particular. Sure. But it, it's Nick Foles, man. He just he doesn't inspire me. I, 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 I wish that he did, and I hope that he can keep this going. And I also really hope this defense can just destroy Tom Brady. I would love <sighs> to see – I never root for injury. Again, I never, ever root for injury. But right. I'd love to see him – take a minute or two extra to get up off the field after a couple of those hits man like i just need to see him deflated for back of a lack of a better term uh, and i need to see his hope and his you know drive just just killed i oh need yeah. to see them lose a game i mean that's and the I way the broncos lose a game on a national level like that where people can just right. yeah in your patriots faces but I mean, imagine the chaos in Philadelphia if the Eagles did win this Super Look, Bowl. man, oh my God. first of all, that's the way the Broncos did it, is by just destroying Tom Brady. They just up in his face the whole time. Second yep. of all, Eagles fans are the fucking worst. I swear <laughs> to God. I'm pretty sure that's going to be the title of this episode because I, I've never seen a group of people be so fucking terrible. 
They were. But, I was reading that they were greasing the light poles in the town the night before or the night of the game, so that people couldn't climb them after the game if they won. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> they w- this is and this isn't like out of the ordinary. People do this all the time, but like they stood out the Vikings stood outside the Vikings hotel all night and just like use air horns like this huge mob of people just used a ton of air horns all night at the vikings fucking hotel and then like i saw things like people marching and i mean there was a riot in philadelphia it was pretty much on fire so i could only imagine what happens if they win the super bowl (laughs) but like people marching in the streets with these signs that are saying uh fuck millie and for those that don't know, Millie is like this super old like Viking. I don't even know that much about her. I just know that she's a really old like Vikings fan, like ninety five years old. And these people oh, just she's like the blatantly <laughs> She's that super old viral yes. Vikings fan who's yes. like finally getting to watch them. Great. Wow. That's what it is. But but I mean, it's just a little old lady. Why you gotta be a dick about it? I mean, <laughs> you gotta be so mean. They were throwing beer cans at Vikings fans just walking into the game. Okay, so that's the point that I'd like to like, make. Yes, yes, these people are terrible, and yes, it's awful what they're doing, but all football fans are terrible when they have too much alcohol. I don't feel like we should man. single out Philadelphia's fans. Like, I don't know. It probably, I mean, it <laughs> probably seems more intense than it is because it's been so long since they've mattered, but yeah. it, it's just like, I, I think it's probably that, but every fan base can be... <laughs> too intense when alcohol is involved I so don't let's remember, just be clear about that i don't remember <laughs> the the broncos fans doing anything like that in any of the super bowls that we've yeah been to. but like, just because you don't remember it doesn't mean it didn't happen i bet if we googled you know broncos i mean there were riots fans, super bowl there, problems there were some there, riots there were definitely problems <laughs> i bet they were there there were some riots well, and there was that there was that patriots fan a couple years back who pulled the alarm at the opposing team's hotel the day before the game remember it was like yep and when they arrested him, he was like anything for Tommy Brady. You know, it was like <laughs> he didn't. Eat, he had no bones about it. He was like, "Yeah, that's why I did it. I wanted the Patriots to win." I'll be able so to watch it, this in county. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, seriously, he probably did. They probably Man. lessened his sentence. The judge was like, "Good on you. You are a good American." <laughs> I just, I, I have to, I have to imagine that's how it went down. So. My my personal point is let's not single out just the Philadelphia fans. I guess even yeah, though you're, you're right. yes, their behavior is terrible. You're right. I would argue all football fans have terrible behavior have when there is enough alcohol involved. <laughs> I don't know, man. There was a lot of things that I was reading about that you know I don't normally read that about fans, and I feel like at least in the last two or three years something would have went viral about you know that. Well, and it could also be because, you know, when the Broncos are in the playoffs, local media isn't talking about what the fans from other teams are doing or what the fans from our team that are, are doing that are negative. Right. They're talking about, you know, what kind of chances do we have? And let's analyze this from 100 different angles if we can. And we'll give you 14 hours of coverage every day, you know. And right. Was, I mean, at the end of it, I was kind of having fatigue anyway. So no part shit. of it, I mean, mixed <laughs> with how poorly I did in fantasy this year, it's just like... a perfectly fitting end of the season of course why wouldn't there be two teams in the super bowl that i couldn't care less about like right <laughs> that, that, that totally would happen this year like yay so yeah, yeah i uh, guess i mean i guess go eagles i guess yeah uh. <laughs> so moving on from that i i will there are some very positive i know the, the as far as football the broncos suck this year and sorry for your steelers whatever but the Avalanche tonight won their 10th game in a row against the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
and they're doing very well. So that's a plus for Dem- for Denver teams. And the Nuggets also finally broke their losing streak today and <laughs> beat the Trailblazers. So go Avs, way to go Nuggets. On, on the up and up <laughs> here in Colorado sports. Moving on from sports. Um, we're going to start with some Nintendo talk today because there's been a lot of Nintendo things coming out lately. Have you seen any of the new Nintendo stuff coming out? I, okay, so I'll be honest. I saw like some really vague tweets and coverage about it that was like, they are putting out a cardboard box and some <laughs> sort of programmable <laughs> interface <laughs> to make toys that move or something, right? Like it's sort of a Lego sort of <laughs> build your own thing and then interact with it type of deal? Yes. It's it's called Nintendo Labo. Nintendo Labo? 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 Labo. L-A-B-O. I'm pretty sure it's Labo. But yeah, it's it's really fucking weird. It came out um, (laughs) (laughs) on their Nintendo Direct uh, that they had this January. And it is, I'm on the the page right now. It's, their headline is Make, Play, Discover. Wow, that's really, really close to Play, Create, Share. Really? Uh, uh, Which is the Little Big Planet. But I okay. Go ahead. This does. <laughs> ca- th- I mean, this kind of has. Kinda I mean, I'm sure that's the point. Li- little Big Planet. I'm sure that's the point. Like interactive entertainment that you are a part of the driving force creating it. That's that's I'm sure what it is. Right, and it, it says Nintendo Labo combines the magic of Nintendo Switch with the fun of DIY creations. This coming from Nintendo.com. Um, and it you start with a piece of cardboard and you can build all sorts of different tools and like accessories or like kind of toys or something that your switch and switch controllers all interact with so for instance um you can you you build a fishing pole that has a string on it that interacts with your switch's screen in a way that it controls what's going on in the game um there's a motorbike that you can you know control the same way there's there's a fucking piano that comes with like rubber bands and shit that like (laughs) tap on the screen and make sounds and it's it's an actual it's a 13 key piano and so nintendo is releasing an awesome robot from south park uh, that i can build myself essentially yeah essentially (laughs) i mean it's there's so many different ways to to play and it's it kind of reminds me of one one two switch um we played it on the uh switch like reveal last year and right. it, it, it was like a bunch of mini games, you know, that, that was interactive with the Switch controllers and like really showed how it worked. It really emphasized the motion control and the interaction and, of and like the, just the vibration and how sensitive right. that stuff was and and just how, how dynamic radius. this whole system is. And so this one is taking one two switch and like pumping a ton of uppers into it and saying, you know, we're going to we're going to do something crazy here because. Now, I mean, I don't. The cynic in me goes, Nintendo actually went, how do you play with this? We don't know. <laughs> do you? Let us know. Here you go. <laughs> like, I mean, it, they, it had to have taken forever to do this. But, I mean, it's all made out of cardboard, so it's cheap. Um, the game and the entire set of cardboard pieces is going to be 70 bucks. Oh, So you get so the cartridge the, and so then all the cardboard. <laughs> Yeah, the coolest thing that I read about this, actually, now that I'm, my memory has been jogged, is that 
somebody was saying, what if Nintendo just totally flops on this and takes a huge loss? And somebody went and looked at their financials, like their reported financials, and did the math and was like, okay, so Nintendo could post a financial loss as a company every year for the next 46 years before (laughs) they go out of business. (laughs) Because their profits are insane. They they own so much, and the licensing alone for Mario and Pikachu and that stuff has got to be keeping them so far above the black line that it doesn't even matter. For sure. Which is great, because it means they can take these kind of risks where they're like, we want to change what video games are. We want to change how people use consoles and well, this changes with their the way that families family. interact or play exactly. games. Like this, this is this is definitely directed at families, not just little kids or you know brothers and sisters. This is like a family ordeal, which follows through really well with what they were doing with Wii and Wii U. For sure, they had you know all the sports games and the exercise games and you know ways to get families in a room together, like. How many times did you hear stories about, you know, oh, my grandma was boxing my great aunt in the living room on Christmas with Wii and it was crazy cool. Like, mm-hmm. they yeah. would have never had that back in the day. You know, my grandma was playing Pong. Like, no, she hated it. Like, but, you know, Wii is accessible to everybody. And it seems like they're really going with that nice accessibility feature of the Switch. Like, look, this is intuitive. Everybody can use it. It makes sense. And now you can build your own toys out of it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's I, I don't want to. I'm not going to steal these guys' thunder because I love this podcast. But I listened to a little bit of what Nintendo Dads was saying about this because those guys are like the real experts on Nintendo and stuff, and they right. have kids. And so it was interesting to hear about how how excited they were to be able to show their kids like the like a, a responsibility. You know what I mean? Or like pride in their work. And right. working towards something and then taking care of that at the same time. Because it's cardboard. So, like, most kids, I mean, how strong is this cardboard really going to fucking be? Right. So. But how easily replaceable is that? And, like, and how cheap is it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I mean, for the for the $70 pack, you get two RC cars, one fishing rod, one house, little mini cardboard house, a motorbike, and a piano, and the game. So that's a that's a decent amount of stuff, and I I can almost guarantee that with this day and age, Nintendo will bring updates to this game and then release oh, yeah. separate packages with different cardboards, and you know, be able if if it's a hit, then they'll be able to actually make money. I can't imagine they're losing much money building cardboard. <laughs> no, and that's the other point is like even if they were to lose money on this, it wouldn't be. Uh, a sizable enough loss for it to probably impact their fiscal year. Right. Even. Like right. they'd be like, well, oh well, we'll sell some more Nintendo minis, you know, like. Right. Um, the other thing that's, I mean, so personally, I've always been one of those gamers that really likes customizability in a game. Like, w- I'm talking w- Warcraft 2, The Tides of Darkness. They had a map editor and you could go make your own Warcraft map. Like, okay. real time strategy maps. So and like, then or like Little Starcraft Big Planet. Or something. That. And then RPGs had it. And then, yeah, so then eventually Little Big Planet comes out and I'm like, whoa, I can make my own game. <laughs> and then Nintendo followed suit with Mario Maker. Mm-hmm. And now l- the people that made Little Big Planet are firing back here with uh, Dreams for PlayStation 4, which is Ooh. like a fully immersive create whatever you want in 3D VR world. Okay. There's a, the the stuff coming out about that game is mind-blowing. Like 
talking about how, you know, this might be the last game you ever buy on PlayStation or the last game you ever buy because now you can build games or movies or cartoons or music, whatever you want. You can build it intuitively in VR with your hands. Like, it's, it's kind of mind-blowing. I'm really excited so for it. So it's like so some Ready Player One bullshit. Yeah, exactly. So just like wow. from from that perspective, we're entering this really cool stage of gaming where companies seem to be embracing player-created content. And it's a nice way for Nintendo to jump into that because they've always been notorious about, you know, they lock down on their streamers and they are very tight-lipped about everything. But, I mean, there's going to be a huge community around this whether they want there to be or not. Because once people figure out how to play it and the most enjoyable ways to play it, they're going to share it with each other regardless of how they have to do it. Oh, yeah. So, I'm yeah, I'm really excited for games coming out now that are like, you know, build your own world and then live in it. That seems like a really great way for games to go. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the Wikipedia for Dreams right now. It's supposed to come out this year, 2018. Um, yeah, they just started ramping up the advertising for it, especially on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, go follow at uh, Media Molecule. Yeah. Y- you'll be not disappointed, oh, I promise. They did Tearaway, <laughs> too. Tearaway was pretty interesting. Yeah, and Tearaway, you can generally get that on sale on PlayStation for be- anywhere between, you know, 2 to $10. And mm. it's a great game, especially for families and small children. It's a really good game. Okay. Even as, you know, a semi-adult type person, I really enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, it seems really interesting. Players control an imp, which is used to interact with the game's world. Yeah. Huh. Players move with the imp. With the with the move. Oh, you use move controllers. So, like, the... Isn't isn't that like the uh, the old Wii controllers, like the PlayStation Wii yeah. stuff? <laughs> yeah. So, um, all of the game, actually, I believe all th- three of the games, Little Big Planet, Tearaway, and Dreams, are compatible with the Move controllers. Dreams will be compatible with Move and VR, but mm. you'll also don't. It won't require VR. You can just play it with a regular controller. It's just that the building uh, controls in VR are super intuitive. Okay. Cool. Um, well, we'll we'll definitely have to be checking that out later on. Um, but back to the Nintendo Labo. Um, I wanted to just say the, uh, the the there's the first pack, the variety pack with the like piano and all that stuff, and then there's another kit for eighty bucks that is a robot kit that is like the backpack. If anyone watched the trailer, there's like a backpack that you can use, and it looks like it's kind of doing its own little VR thing. God, that is crazy. Are you? That's nuts. Man, as soon as somebody builds a Pokedex out of that that functions with their Pokemon Go at the same time, I re- that will I be recommend cool. people go <laughs> check this out. People go go check out the Nintendo Labo and tell us what you think because I'm uh, I'm torn. I don't know if like I'm impressed or I don't know because <laughs> it's super weird, man. I just feel like it's gonna it's just gonna break because it's. Th- this box, the robot kit, there's a big box on your back. It's like a backpack. And then there's these strings that are going from the backpack to these little, like, feet hooks that hook onto your feet. So then something, uh, like, the string is pulling on something with your feet, and then you have these little handles that are attached to strings, also attached to the backpack. So basically, all of your, mm. all four of your uh, appendages are attached to the backpack in a way. Right. And then you have a helmet like a visor 
that has the switch screen right <laughs> in front of it, like a VR, and then the controllers on the oh side man. of it. It's it's God crazy. Help. God help the kid that wears that to school on <laughs> the first week that he owns it and just gets the shit beat out of him. <laughs> like show oh and tell. Man. I wanted to bring it's my, my Nintendo, Nintendo Labo. Come here. Dish, dish. <laughs> oh, man. That poor kid. That's going to happen, and I feel terrible for that kid. I'm going to Labo your face. We do not condone yeah, bullying. And then that kid is going to come back with like that first set of Nintendo Labo power armor. <laughs> I have the strength of 10,000 little boys. I've powered up, as you will. <laughs> oh, man. That's fantastic. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to keep up on this. Kylie is really excited about it, and she wants to get it. So, I think it could potentially be really cool, so I hope you guys do get it, at yeah. least so that I can play it, around with it. And uh, To elaborate on the family aspect, like, these things do take a while to build because it just comes in like a sheet of cardboard. You have to punch it out and fold it and like make sure it's all... You know, you know, correct. <laughs> Read instructions yeah. and shit. So, I think uh, they were saying the piano takes about two and a half hours to build. So again, the the family aspect is really huge on this, like showing your kids how to build stuff and whatever. But for those of us that don't have kids, we don't care. All we care about are the upcoming Switch games <laughs> and upcoming just video games in general. There's a ton. Of which there are many. Dude, there are a ton of Switch games coming out, for one. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's fucking insane. I, I'm bringing up the page right now, and I'm, I'm doing a bad job of, like, continuing the thought process. But, <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, I, I mean, first of all, you got Kirby that f- just got announced finally. Kirby's coming out March 16th. A new Kirby? Yeah. Or a port of a different? No, oh, it's, okay. it's a new one. And, God, why is this happening? My links suck. Every time N- Nintendo announces another game, I'm like, oh, yeah, they own that property, too. I forgot. Yeah, right. <laughs> why isn't this bringing up fucking Switch games? This is frustrating. This is frustrating. Okay, here we go. All right, good. Ah, we're good. Okay, sorry. So, yeah, on top of, like, the Kirby game, you have Mario Tennis that just got announced. Uh, I haven't played a Mario Tennis game since 64, and I didn't realize how excited I would be to hear that a Mario Tennis game is coming out for the Switch. I mean, it'll work great with the Joy-Cons. Oh, I just, man. I'm not one of those people that likes to move a lot, if I can help. <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm sure you won't have to. It's still going to work with the Joy-Con <laughs> just fine, because, I mean, those double is like a sideways controller, so it'll be fine. Right, yeah. But then you got the port over of Donkey Kong Country, um, Tropical Freeze, I think is what it's called, which is a Wii U game. Oh, um, okay. That's going to be coming out in the spring. You got uh, the Pokemon RPG Switch game is coming out. Um, Yoshi for Switch is coming out probably around the holidays, I'm guessing. Um, Terraria is coming out. Oh, that already came out, actually. Yeah, yeah. That already came out for Switch. I believe, yeah, I think it's already out. Um, but then you got the Mega Man Legacy Collection, the original one, and the Mega Man X Collection, and Mega Man oh. 11, the new fucking Mega Man 11. What up? So excited about that. Um, God, I'm just running through. So basically what I'm trying to say is those people that were complaining about the Switch not having a lot of games, like, this is your year. <laughs> Well, and it seems to be that they were, you know, we just need, we want to put the Switch out and the, you know, we'll worry about the games later. We got Zelda to hold everybody over. For sure. And then Mario and Mario Kart and they had some good, yeah. they had some good games. I mean, Skyrim came out for it. You got 
a lot of good stuff. Even the just like the downloadable stuff uh content off the off the internet, like the old e-shop. old school games. Yeah, eShop, that's what it's called. God, I'm having a hard time with words. Um <laughs> Fire Emblem for Nintendo Switch is gonna be awesome. It's I'm I really enjoyed Fire Emblem. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm excited for 2018 as far as Switch games go because I've been waiting for. Well, for and some, in in non Nintendo based news, um, if you if you ever but if everybody played Witcher three, which I think most people played, I don't think you played it in particular, but I didn't. No. Um, I recently played most of it, but The Witcher three is one of those games that's widely considered to be like top in the genre like it might be one of the best games ever made okay um the company that made that cd project red has been working on this other game cyberpunk 2077 mm. for a really long time been rumored for a long and time yeah just recently uh they put out a uh status update on twitter and it was just the word beep but that was the first thing that they had tweeted in five years so Pay attention to the news this year for stuff around Cyberpunk 2077. Maybe not a release, but like E3 and, you know, things like that. Pay attention to the big conferences to see if maybe there's some new footage or teasers or, you know, just anything about Cyberpunk. Right. Because we need that game. Yeah. <laughs> From what I've seen in the rumors that I've read, it looks... There is there's one good. trailer, and they put it out forever ago, so it may not even be indicative of anything anymore. But it was beautiful even at the time, so definitely go look it up on YouTube. It's gorgeous. And it, it really makes uh, me salivate as a fan of sci-fi. Um, there's, you know, as a person who loves Star Trek, you're always looking for that next thing that could be, you know, adjacent to that. Like. Right. For you, it would be Star Wars. Like, what's the thing that could be as cool as Star Wars for you in the sure. sci-fi realm? Like, So I think Cyberpunk 2077 might be one of those games you can sink your life into for a couple months, depending on how it actually ends up working, because we know nothing about it. But right. it could just we be love a... CD Projekt Red, and there's tons of goodwill behind them as a company, so here's hoping. <laughs> it's not going to be another one of those, uh, what was that game called that was all hyped? That, like, space game where you get uh, on planets? No Man's Sky. Yeah. <laughs> Which somehow is still $60 at Walmart. Like, <laughs> get over it, dude. Jesus. Get over it. That's not going to happen. I'm pretty sure that was on a flash sale on the on the PlayStation Store, wasn't it, for a minute? Yeah, it was like under 10 I'm pretty like sure. Immediately. So I don't. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The first, within the first month, it was uh, up to 50% off. <laughs> it was. We're sorry. I mean, it's, it's now a case study for how not to release a game. Like. <laughs> That's excellent. I mean, it makes sense. You don't hype a game like that if if it's garbage, and they knew what they were well, doing, dude. Well, don't Come promise on. things that aren't in the game. That's yeah. a pretty easy thing to do, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Um, speaking of like PS4 and stuff, my 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 segues are getting getting sloppy. Um, <laughs> the I'm still kind of looking into this, but I'm interested to see what your thoughts are about. Switch getting PS4 and Xbox port via the the Pyre engine. A pirate engine, really? You know what I'm talking about? The P H Y R E engine. It was uh, oh Pyre. Pyre, yeah. It was. It came out. Uh, it, it, it's it's a game engine, and it it came out first with the PS3, and it's like gained speed, and now it's out for PS4. It's it's on all the different systems. But um, 
they make it so somebody's figured out how to emulate switch with it or something no 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 the they're actually pyre engine is adapting to the switch officially oh i see what you're saying so we're okay. we're going to be able to get certain ps4 and xbox games ported over gotcha. to the switch Right, because the tools will be easier for the developers to use because they'll be universal across platforms. Gotcha. Exactly. <laughs> wow, way to explain that clearly. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was really bad. <laughs> I know, man. It's a long day. It's late, man. I'm not used to doing shows at no, your time I got of you. the day. No, you you're know? good. It's, it's we rough. got there. We got there together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's not a lot of crazy awesome games or anything they made this well these guys journey used this forward. one final fantasy x and x2 hd remaster used this so right basically developers like square enix and victor cell and red hair studios and just just a bunch of different studios use this engine and so they'll be able to port their games to the switch much easier than they could now. Exactly. So, and that's, and what's also cool about that and sort of in a similar arena is, um, I can't remember the name. I think it's Psionics, the company that made Rocket League. They are actively working on and announcing cross-platform play. Oh, uh, that'd be cool. That, oh. Sometime this year. I've been wanting uh, that so much. Because they're, they're on all platforms and they're open to it. And I believe Xbox and Sony are on record as saying we're fine with cl- cross-platform as long as the developer does literally all the work. Right. Um, be so a, it sounds like totally. that could be coming. So that's, you know, similar vein there. That's cool. And what it sounds like this uh, game engine thing is mostly cool for is that it represents a lot of possibility. Like now right. it'll be much easier to take a game and translate it to all platforms than it right. was before. And, and with how well the Switch has done this last year, a lot of companies are looking at it and saying, hey, like why aren't, we, sure. why aren't we partnering with Switch right now and, and Nintendo and, and giving them games to develop and release for us? Like that just brings yeah, up no a kidding. whole new like wave of games, dude. Like you could have a Final Fantasy game on there where you're using the Joy-Cons and you know, using different moves and shit to, to do your spells and whatnot. Like, God, there's cool. so many possibilities. You, you could have, I don't know, maybe, maybe you could do like a Grand Theft Auto sometime on a Nintendo <laughs> for the adults. That'll never happen. But <laughs> but in, the, in that realm, like, it'll be fun to have different games off of systems that I've been playing on for years and being able to play it on, you know, my OG system that I started on, or my OG like company, and and playing it in a different way because I I loved the Wii and I loved the the motion controls and I I love the Switch motion controls even more. There's just not a lot of games that really utilize them, and so I'm hoping that with with this with this extra bit of support from other gaming companies and stuff, we can get some cool shit. Is there a but lightsaber game coming for Switch yet? Is it gonna be soon or? It already happened, or oh, I don't know. I should probably. It seems go. like that's what it was made for. I should probably go tweet at Disney right now, though. <laughs> I mean, it's. I think I know. I read about it. I just don't know if it's already out or. <laughs> I would. Is isn't there a Star Wars VR game? I haven't really looked much into it. I know there's a Star Trek VR game. Who knows about Star Wars? Mm. <laughs> Who knows about Star Wars? <laughs> um, I'm actually gonna look it up right now. See if there's a Star Wars Switch game <laughs> coming out. You said Star Wars, so I'm gonna go look at Star Wars. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it works. That's that's usually how it goes, man. <laughs> oh, uh, one other quick update from the last show. I know I was talking about 
this is totally out of nowhere, but I know I was talking about how much I enjoy Ed Sheeran's music. Yes. Um, since then, he has announced he is going to be getting married to his longtime girlfriend. I did so see that. Good for him. No more, no more single Ed Sheeran. I'm sure this is specifically to put all the rumors to about who he's dating to rest. Sure. Um, supposedly, this girl is the girl who the Galway Girl song is written about. Oh, okay. So that's very cool. Yeah. Good for them. <laughs> I was gonna text you yesterday or uh, Sunday during the games because I think it was the Patriots game. They played uh, an Ed Sheeran song right before a. A commercial break, and I wanted to see if you caught it or not. Oh, I believe we did catch it, and my girl was immediately like, they shouldn't play that for the Patriots. I was, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was annoying Kylie a little bit, because every time they'd play a song, I'd be like, oh, that's this band. That's Fall Out Boy. <laughs> that's Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Just saying. That's funny. Um, yeah, so I think that's about it for, for Switch uh, and Nintendo. Just uh, on the lookout for a bunch of new games coming out. It's not up. The Star Wars game is not out yet. No, though. there's nothing there. There was a guy on Reddit making some, I don't know, theory or something. Wild speculation. Yeah, whatever it is. But we will move on to PS4 and Xbox shite. We don't really yeah, play no. Xbox, and Nate and JG aren't here, so I guess it's just going to be more of like a PS4 <laughs> update and a tiny bit of Xbox news. So, Jesse, do you want to start with the PS4 news? What are the free games? Yeah, I mean, I can, I mean, me personally, I, oh, actually, I don't know what the free games are. Oh, okay, okay. Um, If you have that pulled up, that'd be great. Otherwise, I I can pull it up. It's cool. Um, (laughs) But me personally, I mean, I'm still, okay, so let me qualify this. By saying that I know that if you enjoy playing Destiny 2, oh, you're you still playing Destiny right now? <laughs> I was going to say, I know you're automatically considered a Bungie fanboy. <laughs> I just want to say that's, you know, that's not the case. Like, I could give a shit less about the company. I don't necessarily agree with the way that they're running their game. <laughs> but I enjoy the game. I don't dislike the game because the company sucks. So... I'm still enjoying the game. There's still plenty of it, plenty of stuff for me to do in it. I I still haven't even hit maximum level yet. So like there's a lot of stuff left for me to do in the game. So I'm still enjoying it. Um it seems like nobody else is. Um there's there's a lot of content creators around Destiny, big names around Destiny in the YouTube world and the Twitch world that are sort of diversifying and kind of leaving the game or you know sort of making it not their main focus anymore. So it's one of those, it feels like, you know, maybe the community is dying or the game itself is dying. But I just want to put out there that if you ever need people to play Destiny with, just add me on PlayStation <laughs> 4, JB42088. I'll probably be playing it forever. I won't always be happy that I've spent money <laughs> for something that, you know, could be considered exploitative. But I really enjoy the game world and I really like the story. So I'm still playing the game, um, just, you know keep in mind that no, game enjoyment should that. never be based on what people think about it. It should be based on what you get out of it. Hey, so dude, I am that the epitome of that. every game. Because yeah. I play Battlefront 2 religiously, still. <laughs> so, like, See, I have no room to you're sitting there talk. talking shit to me, and no, no, you're no. here with, like, the epitome of pay to no, win. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not <laughs> talking shit. I was just I was just saying, oh, you're still playing Destiny. Of course you are. Like, right. it wasn't like, yeah. yeah, but no, no, but, but seriously, like, i Dude, and I've been killing it in Battlefront 2. Anyone wants to play Battlefront <laughs> 2 with me? Like, I've been smoking little kids. It's been fantastic. Yeah. But no. The point is, 
get your enjoyment out of games wherever it comes from. Don't listen yeah. to what everybody thinks about a particular game. Like, if you enjoy it, play it. And the best system to play on is whatever system your friends are playing oh, on. Oh, for sure. Who cares? So that's my piece on, you know, gaming for right now. Right. Um, other than that, I'm pretty sure there are some good free games for PlayStation this month, aren't there? There are. Um, there is, uh, what's it called? Dusex? Duex? Doex? <laughs> Deus Deus, Deus X. X. That's right. God, I, <laughs> Deuce. Deuce X. But uh, Mankind Divided. Deuce X, Mankind Divided is free this month. Uh, it came out in 2011. Oh, no, no. It came out in, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's a fun game. I downloaded it. Um, I played it for like 10 minutes. I'll play it a little bit more eventually. But um, the one I did play a lot was the Batman Telltale series. Oh, yeah. It is all episodes of the Telltale series. And I played the first episode, and it is fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> for any Batman fan, I mean, or comic book fan, to be honest, like the cell shading in that game. Telltale Games, if you're not familiar, does a lot of cell shading stuff. And if you are familiar, then you know how awesome their games are. And if you haven't played this one, then I highly recommend it. It's a lot it really of works well to create that immersive narration feel. Like, it's right. got very comic book visuals along with lots of dialogue options and things like that. So it gives you that pure story feel to it. I really like those. Yeah, for sure. Um, there were a couple other games. Where are these other games at? They're not going to tell me, are they? This is coming from express.com slash UK. So I'm getting my news from England. I was actually looking at this <laughs> site like, I don't know, I can't even remember what I was looking at, but it was something that was only released in England, and I was starting to get pissed because I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I was going to say that. Why did I get this? You check. But, uh, where is it at? There was a couple other, um, oh, there it is, Starblood. It's a uh, PlayStation VR, Starblood Arena is a free game this month. And then, that's it. So Deus Ex, Starblood Arena, and Batman Telltale Series. And then for Xbox, for those Xbox players out there, you have The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing 3. I'm sure it's amazing. And Zombie. Z-O-M-B-I. Have you ever heard of that? Never heard of that. I have not. Nope. Nope. No idea. <laughs> so yeah, there's those games right there for free if you have Gold or PS Plus. I love PS Plus. I just renewed my subscription. Um... I get the I get the 12 month subscription to the PS Plus. It's so worth it, man. The free games alone pay for it within a month easily. Well, and specifically like their flash sales are killer good, man. Oh, they just dude. had I think it's still going, but they've got a ton of games specifically for like $5 right now. For real. I mean, you get some good titles in there. Little Big Planet 3 is $5. Yep. Uh, Strider is $5 for your old school arcade mm. itch if you need to itch scratch that. I mean, there's some great games in there. You should definitely check them out. I got Need for Speed Rivals because I'm a sucker for Need for Speed games. I don't <laughs> know what the deal is, but I I really like that game. It's it's the older one. It came out, I think, for PS3 even. It was a port over. Um, right. But it's still, I mean, looks good. It's It controls great. Handles well. I'm pretty sure that's the one I have. I'm not actually sure, but I have a Need for Speed game, it's and it looks gorgeous. It's the one like uh, Hot Pursuit, where you can be the cop or the racer. And uh, uh, yeah, I can't remember. You go out and you go out and bust racers with your special little like car weapons. 
it's kind of like you're playing uh, Spy Hunter. Right, right, Remember right. Remember Spy Hunter yep. back in the day? Yep. You had, it, you had like an EMP yeah, or like yeah. spike strips. Yep, yeah, yep. I remember. No, it's super, super fun. And for five bucks, you get so much gameplay out of that. To be honest, this is the second time I bought this game. I got it when I first got a PS4 three years ago and then ended up trading it in for something. But, I, I mean, I couldn't resist. Five bucks? That's, that's a fantastic game. So, yeah, that and I got the uh, Dig Dug, Galaga, and Pac-Man three-pack for $4. Nice. So flash sale, PlayStation 4, fantastic. Really, any flash sales on there, fantastic. I get most of my games from that. So, uh, I think I think that's about it um, as far as video games and all the other stuff. You've been uh, watching anything lately? You got any like new series you want to talk about at all? Uh, I'm f- I'm finally catching up on Rick and Morty season three. Nice. So I uh, let's see. I just finished the. Mad Max episode, oh, nice. which was great, and immediately <laughs> made me want to go watch Fury Road, which, if you haven't seen Mad Max Fury Road, you need to watch that movie, and you need to watch it on the biggest screen you can find mm. with the loudest available speakers. That movie is gorgeous. It, it's amazing. It's like a pure action work of art. There's like eight minutes of dialogue in the whole movie. And it it was perfect. Like that's exactly as much dialogue as we needed. Right. The whole so movie was amazing. Basically, looking. like, look, I hated that movie, but it's because oh of God. that lack of dialogue. And I'm a big, I'm a sucker suck. for dialogue shit. And like, I was not expecting to watch a two and a half hour long car chase this, through okay. the desert. That's I'm the just only gonna point thing. out. Josh is a fan of Star Wars and also claims to really care about dialogue. I did not so say. I don't know wh- where to come from that. I did not say <laughs> anything about liking the dialogue in Star Wars. <laughs> right, but you said you're a sucker for dialogue, and then I immediately thought, oh, because you're. Wait a minute, no, you're a Star yeah, Wars no, fan. I, I get it. No, it's fine. Oh, that's why. It's because you crave good dialogue. That's why. That's cool. <laughs> no, yeah, no. <laughs> Keep it up, fuzzball. <laughs> <sighs> no, but but really though, like I, I just wasn't a fan of the Mad Max. I loved the Rick and Morty episode because of how fucking funny it was and ridiculous. But I just uh, I I don't know. I never really uh shit. Did I lose Jesse? <gasps> oh no, I lost Jesse. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back.
welcome back to the Twistmore Podcast. Jesse is back on the line after blatantly being disconnected or or blatantly hanging up on me for hating. I mean, Mad it was Max. a it, yeah, it was an important disagreement. So That's what it was. It's it's Jesse's version of muting me. He just <laughs> hangs up. I unfollowed you on Twitter, uh, but then I realized dang. I'm part of the podcast, so I followed again. Oh, that's what that was. <laughs> Man, I was all excited to get a new like. Shit. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, anyway, I think to to conclude the Rick and Morty conversation, season three is amazing. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's one of those things I, I always seem to just be, I don't know, like six months to a year behind with that show, which seems to be fine because it takes about a year and a half for them to come out with a new season, so... Um, yeah, so I'm you're not like too far, but and you're not you're not that you're not too far behind, but you're not gonna have to wait too long for right the next between one. end of this and when the next one comes out, which I mean, is hopefully. you know definitely the goal. Yeah, <laughs> so I've been really you know, and then I'll have all of well about half of Star Trek to catch up on, so it'll be really good. My Australian buddy keeps you know ragging me because he's like, why haven't you watched it yet? And I'm like, well, because <laughs> it's not free in America, you yeah. know. So yeah, jeez, <laughs> dick. Just because you get to watch Star Trek. Um, cool. Well, I think the one, the last thing that I wanted to say that I was doing was I got the Legends of Luke Skywalker novel. By oh, right. Lin, Lin Ku, Lin K. I can't remember his actual name. But, <laughs> but no, it's it's super cool. It's um, It seems to be, I'm not too far into it yet, but it, it looks like it's, gonna, it, it's stories about Luke Skywalker, like, like this lady is telling these kids, which just so happens to be the kids on Canto Bite, like the ones like Broom Boy and stuff. I'm pretty sure this is leading up to that. I'm not positive yet. I haven't finished the book, but but this lady's um, telling kids on Canto Bite stories of Luke Skywalker. So, well, and the other interesting piece there is there was a cover for I'm not gonna even guess what magazine it was, <laughs> um, but it was for the new Han Solo movie, and it had. Uh, placed some poker chips. Yeah, the Empire magazine, uh, UK magazine, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it has Han with some poker chips or what look like poker chips. So possible connection to Canto Bite there as well oh. makes it seem makes it seem like maybe a little more probable that they put that setting into the Last Jedi to kind of you know tie it into this other movie, so to make people care about non-main franchise movies. <laughs> yeah, or just to show that there's gambling with poker chips well right but i mean why introduce a han solo character with gambling if there's already a gambling planet like you know what i mean like yeah there's probably some connection there like that wouldn't make sense wouldn't surprise me i mean i would be cool if they didn't go to canto bite and it was on a totally different casino planet you know i feel like the galaxy is pretty big in star wars so (laughs) <laughs> I would want that, but but it would be really cool if it was like, you know, this is where Han Solo won the Millennium Falcon, and that that's my guess. And that way, that when people rewatch the Last Jedi, they can be like, oh yeah, I rem- I'm not so angry about this yeah. planet now. I am curious, or you know, maybe just in general, people can just chill the f out about the Last Jedi. Yeah, good lord. Uh, uh, just really quickly on that, um, <laughs> right after we Always. recorded, yeah, right after we recorded our episode about the Last Jedi. I went on YouTube to look around, and like the next day, uh, Kevin Smith, who directed Jay and Silent Bob and all those movies, he's he's a legend. He posted, yeah, he posted his review of the movie, and 
I'm not just saying this because it's, you know, self-congratulatory, but he basically made all the same points about the movie that we did. He was like, yes, it has flaws. Here are the things I liked anyway. People need to get over it. It's fine. Like, it was really refreshing to see somebody uh, that high up agree with all of our points. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. That is nice. Especially someone of his, like, stature, too, because he's... I mean, he owns yeah. a comic book shop, and, and he's got some pretty good cred as far as the nerd realm is concerned. Well, and specifically, somebody to put out a thing after we put out our thing that makes the same points. Right. So that it's not like, oh, you guys clearly are just agreeing with Kevin Smith. You right. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> No, I mean, pff, shit, man. Come on. It's it's all pretty legit, and a lot of people make the same complaints or the same arguments, and it's you know they all they all make sense but yeah get over it go see the last yeah there's a bigger picture i think with this whole thing i know that people don't want to believe that but i have a feeling that there's a little bit more continuity between the story than people actually believe yeah i agree I, i think i'm excited to see what han solo does and what references they do make and how they connect it to other movies well, okay, so spoiler alert, if you don't know anything about it, skip ahead like 30 seconds, but supposedly it is going to detail how he and Chewbacca met. Right, and the Kessel Run is in it. Right. And he and Lando's in it. So, I mean, it's basically everything that <laughs> that Han Solo talked about. <laughs> every piece of line, <laughs> every piece of dialogue he used to have yeah. will get a scene. They're explaining <laughs> it, yeah. They're going to probably explore the first time he ever said, I got a bad feeling about this. Like, Oh, and my absolute last thing <laughs> for Star Wars will be um, Ewan McGregor was recently spotted on Instagram rocking the Kenobi haircut and beard and yeah. looking very cut. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. speculation abound. <laughs> of course. There has been for a while. I, w- I was hoping that the Han Solo movie was going to be a Kenobi movie, but apparently my hope was misplaced. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't have much. Much more on Star Wars. I'm. I still haven't seen it in IMAX yet. I'm trying. I think we're gonna try and see it on Wednesday. Move along. But yeah. Um. We're gonna, we're gonna move along to our fun little topic. It's just to get right into it. I wanted to talk about our collections today. Um, and like the different things that we collect, and just kind of, you know. I don't we we haven't ever had like a collector episode on the podcast. And uh I feel like I've never been interviewed, so I kind of want to <laughs> do that. But I yeah. mean, we could so do you want to start with you cuz No. No, I I'm just being Both of our collections are going to be obvious and No, yeah, I just but. Let's start with with you first cuz everyone knows what I collect. So, what do you collect, <laughs> Jesse? Well, okay, so my most I I collect a lot of stuff. Um Nerding, nerding often is parallel with collecting, as you, many of you, I'm sure know. Yes. Uh, whether it was baseball cards or Pokemon cards or action figures, whatever it was when you were a kid, you know, right, right. Um, there's always something to collect. So my biggest, most prolific collection is the pop vinyl figures. They come in a box. They're about ten dollars a piece. They're the super stylized oh, uh, yeah, versions of kind of like bobbleheads, whatever you can think of. Yeah. 
they're I mean, and they come from everything. They come from movies, comic books, video games, TV shows. Dude, cartoons. and honestly, if you haven't seen a pop vinyl figure, then I, you're living under a rock. I don't, yeah, you're I don't not know paying what attention. What's going on? Yeah, they're as prevalent as Beanie Babies were in the '90s. I mean, For they're sure. freaking everywhere. I mean, I think they're a little they're bit more at, than that. To be honest. Well, they're at Best Buy. They're at GameStop. They're at Target. They're at Walmart. They're at they're the grocery 7-11s. store. Like, yeah, they're literally everywhere. So. Um, they're easy to collect. Uh, they're generally, like I said, they're about $10 a piece. Um, the thing that's really cool about them is that even though they are very stylized and they'll sort of have that bobblehead look, they have to be distinct enough to be able to tell what they are. Otherwise they would all look the same. So the sculpt details on the heads are generally pretty solid. The bodies are all, you know, sort of, you know, generic, like, you know, okay, they've spent less time there, but that doesn't matter because their heads are giant, so that needs to be the most detailed right. piece, obviously. Right. Um, so it's a collection that um, my girlfriend and I actually started together uh, sort of serendipitously, too. Within <laughs> probably a month or so of dating, we were getting each other a gift. I don't remember what the occasion was, but um, I thought, you know, what a cool way to sort of bring her into my world of collecting toys and you know video game stuff and comic book stuff because i was already doing that right you know so this is a nice way for us to share my love of that you know so i got her a pop vinyl little mermaid figuring you know my interest in collecting with her interest in the little mermaid being you know one of her favorite disney movies sure so showing her um, hey look there's some cool shit out there that yeah totally (coughs) so then uh completely separately with uh, no discussion, <laughs> she happened to get me a pop vinyl as well because huh. she knows that I collect things. So huh. she had looked through my collection and seen some of the stuff that I had. At that time, um, Ninja Turtles was coming out again with one of their new iterations. So <laughs> I had been to McDonald's and got one of each of the brothers, right? Because, okay. I mean, why not? I mean, it's yeah. free Ninja Turtles. So. Right. And, you know, chicken nuggets. So I went and got all those. And so the first pop vinyl she got me was Leonardo, the Ninja Turtle. Nice. So it was kind of like this, you know, oh, how disgustingly cute. We both happened to get each other a pop vinyl, you know, for the same reasons. Like (laughs) it was her saying, you know, hey, I noticed that you collect things and I want to be a part of that. So here's a new piece of your collection. And I at the same time was like, I collect things here. Let's do it together, you know. So it, it just sort of organically happened. So. Since then, we just sort of get one whenever we see one that we really like or see one that kind of, you know, strikes us like, oh, we love that show or we watch that all the time or we really into that game. So let's get this one. So um, we've been together six years now and um, our collection is that. That's crazy. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I didn't realize it was that Um, long. Yeah, it seems it seems like a lot less time because it feels right. And I know that sounds super cheesy, but it's like sometimes people fit together and it's like, oh, yeah, that's just a natural thing. They've been together forever, you know. But so, yeah, it's I mean, it's it's been a while now. So our collection has grown to 93 pop vinyls, which based on the price of some of those is well over, uh, you know, thousand dollars worth of pop vinyls Uh, we have most of them are all in one display downstairs um the three that are not we have 93 so 90 of them are being displayed you know in our living room three of them are mine 
um, separately their Destiny Pop Vinyls. So they're in my personal Destiny collection, which I'll talk about next, which is a little bit smaller. But um, our Pop Vinyls range from everything. Our biggest yeah. section of them is Marvel. Um, and Damn. what's really cool about that is because we've been doing it for so long, a lot of the ones that we have were like the initial version of that character. So like we have the comic book version of Deadpool from way before the Deadpool Deadpool movie came out. Right. And we can get the movie Deadpool and have them next to each other and have it be totally different. So oh, for example, nice. we have we have Thor from Thor and we also have Thor from Ragnarok. So we put nice. both of those right next to each other. Yeah. Do you keep them all in the have, packages uh, too? Oh yeah, so we keep all of our pops in the boxes except for those first two. Um, Ariel, the Little Mermaid, and Leonardo are out, and they are on the shelf displayed separately so that people know those were the first two. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the rest of them are all in their boxes, and they're displayed prominently, you know, facing forward. I mean, these things take up space once you get up to that many of them. Right, so right. we had to kind of like reorganize the whole wall around them. Um, and there's a picture, there's a couple pictures of the collection that we put up I was, I was just going to say, if you're friends yeah. with Jesse online, check out the pictures of his collection because it is pretty Yeah, impressive. and I'll tweet one out as well, and then we should be able to put a link in the show notes to at least one or two pictures of those. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, so we have, there's like, for example, our um, Guardians of the Galaxy, we have a whole set of those. Uh, we nice. have a whole set of Avengers. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy ones, we actually have a couple of doubles. We have Groot in a pot, and we have Groot with glow-in-the-dark hands. Okay. Shout out to Travis, T.C. Fokker. He hooked that up. That was a loot box exclusive, so oh, he gave nice. us that one. That's tight. And um, our most, let's see, probably my favorite ones are like the one-off guys that I have. I have a Mega Man that's really cool. Um, I have <sighs> Neo from The Matrix, and he's sort of holding his hand out to stop the bullets. Yeah. And he's actually wearing little sunglasses, and you can see his eyes behind the sunglasses. Like nice. that's that's really cool, dude. I um, you know pops are super cool, and I like them. I just yeah, I like that they I come have, from everything. I just have a, I already collect enough of you know Star Wars things. Like if I start collecting pops, like all these things that you're naming off, I'm like, God damn it, I would have to have. All of them. I'd right. have to have the entire set. And like what you're right, doing, so you have all the, the Avengers, you have all the Guardians of the Galaxy, you have all the Turtles. Yep. Like, that's what that's I would have to do. Part. That's the hardest part because you have to, I mean, with anything collecting, you have to pace yourself. And so, and so how do you like, looks, how do you find these, these different ones? Because I'm sure you have some pretty rare ones knowing you. Yeah, you have to look. Um, so one of the ones that I found that I hadn't seen anywhere was original Tron and oh. he's in like the, the eighties Tron outfit and oh, he's okay. so cool. Was that a comic con one? Awesome. Um, he was actually a hot topic exclusive. Okay. I think, okay. or he, I don't think he was an exclusive, but I found him at hot topic and I just had never seen that one anywhere. Okay. Um, there are a couple that we have that are supposedly a little rarer. I, I'm not 100% off the top of my head which ones they are because we priced them a while ago. Um, but yeah, the exclusive ones are generally pretty pretty hard to find and they're pretty cool. Um, the Hot Topic ones in particular are like Disney exclusives generally. Okay. And they're like weird. fully covered in glitter. So <laughs> for Christmas, I got my girl Ursula the Sea so Witch. <laughs> And she's pure glitter, so oh it's like God. the girliest pop girl you, uh, pop vinyl you could have, right? It's hilarious. Um, 
And then I also have, you know, I've got a little Peyton Manning, and I've got um, see, and that's the other thing. Like, bunch do they of have, Game of Thrones. Do they have all the like, other Broncos players from that team, or is it just Peyton um, Manning? No, the NFL line was specific players. Like, okay. um, I, I'm pretty sure it was one player from every team, and I don't know if there was a second series. If there was, they probably did von miller the next year or something like man that. they should but do I'm, like I'm not 100 percent. every year for the super bowl they should release the entire teams of each one pop finals like the all the <laughs> starters right oh that, that'd get ridiculous i feel like that's what they would do though because <laughs> they have well, so many the, sets so that's the issue is uh with anything you collect obviously mm. pace yourself like mm-hmm. it's yeah it looks awesome to have 90 pops on the wall all displayed next to each other perfectly set up like it's great but that takes it took a us long time six though. years yeah it took us six years to get there and it's like you know that's a lot of money that we didn't just drop all at once it was right. like oh we like this show let's go see if we can find you know pops for that and what's really cool is it sort of allows us to look back through our relationship and our phases <laughs> you know so like i can look through yeah, oh there's sense. where we bought all the adventure time because we watched through all the adventure time that we could find like okay here's our pop final section of uh bob's burgers characters um my yeah, girl's that, biggest really cool. interest is slasher movies so we have Michael Myers and Jason and Ghostface and uh, Freddy Krueger. I've got um, an alien and a predator that are next to each other. Like just anything you can think of and and you can set a physical box to that memory or that time in your life. It's a really cool thing to do. So you can just look at, you know, oh yeah, we were watching Game of Thrones. Here's three Tyrions and a Daenerys and a Jon Snow and a Khal Drogo, you know. I'm, I'm looking at your collection right now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I yeah mean, it's you have the goddamn reptar and the real monsters and we have all three of the real monsters yeah. those were hard to find those we had to go online to get and that's um, what i was gonna ask too is like do you specifically try to find them in stores or are you um, usually so what we'll do is like whenever we're at any given store we'll mm-hmm. go check their pop section because like i was saying most stores have one now right um if you're at walmart doing whatever just go to the toy section they have pops if you're oh, at yeah. target they have pops like um it just go wherever there are toys at whatever store you're at and see what there is and what we do from there is we try and be reasonable and budget things out so like right. if we're at target and we see oh look they have all of the destiny pops i'll go okay you know i'll buy two of them right now the two that i want to make sure that i get Mm -hmm. and then next week i'll come back and get one and then the week after that i'll come back and get another one right and you know if they're not there that's okay because i got the two that i wanted to make sure that i get so you have to allow yourself that you know that leeway on the collecting side of it like are you a completionist or are you okay with just having Mm. things that you like so and then on the flip you're gonna side, have to make your, you're going to have to make your decision there. But <laughs> on the flip side, I would see that shit and be like, I'm just going to get all of them right now. So and that's the other thing is, you know, if you spend a year buying one pop a week, you know, that's ten dollars a week. So that's, yeah. you know, a cup of coffee at Starbucks or some scratch tickets or whatever you might spend ten dollars on. Right. Um, but if you you know, if you're frugal like that, then allow yourself to splurge every once in a while. Sometimes, yeah, we'll buy a whole set because we see them all at one time and we're like, damn, they're all here. Let's just get right. them all. And you know, I mean, and then we tell ourselves, you know, OK, well, let's, you know, maybe we won't, you know, go out to a movie this week. Maybe we'll go next week. You know, sure. Just, 
gauge yourself and don't go overboard because you're so excited to collect. I mean, collecting is awesome, but part of it is being able to go, this took me six years to amass all of this stuff. It's not something I was just like, yeah, I'll take all 90 of your pops and now I have a collection. Yeah, and that's... that's Collections should mean something to you. Yeah, that's something that, I mean, real collectors know all about. I mean, not to say like we're pretentious, quote unquote, real collectors, (laughs) but... But no, like, <laughs> like you said, it takes years to get these things together, and and if you're the person to just go buy all of them at the same time, you're not going to enjoy it nearly as much. You're going to be more apt to sell it later on than than say you are over collecting it for over you know however many years you're doing it. Right. And on that subject, have you have you would you ever sell any of these? Would you ever consider selling any of these? Um, the pops, I mean, cause there are some, there are things I collect that I wouldn't sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are the pops, but there are pops that, I mean, if it gets to the point, you know, five, 10 years from now, if it gets to the point where it's like, okay, we have 300 pop vinyls, <laughs> it's getting excessive. We don't have enough room to display all these. Some of them are worth real money, you know, like right. if it gets to that point, you know, we, I'm sure that between the two of us, we wouldn't be above considering, you know, getting rid of one or two of them or, you know, sure. all of, depending most of them, as long as we kept the ones that meant the most to us and things like that. Um, which, you know, is another part of why you collect things. That's why people collected specifically, like I said, Beanie Babies back in the nineties, because mm-hmm. they go, you know, in 10 years this is going to be worth something. And everybody thought they were crazy, but now some of those are worth something. So yeah. Pokemon it's, cards you know, too. Yeah, finding those things that are, you know, easy enough to collect, but that are specific enough to hold value for other people, you know, several years down the road is difficult to do. But that's why I just pick things that I'm passionate about and get collections in those areas, because that way, if nobody ends up valuing them later, at least I still do. And I can have, you know, something fun to play with and look at. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Um, Or at least the percentage of them that I take out of the box. So Right. And what did you first start collecting? Because I Pops wasn't the first thing you started collecting. What first no, got you I mean, into the, the whole world of collecting? Oh, man. The first thing I collected probably ever would have been Jurassic Park toys when I was like, I don't know, however old I would have been, like nine or seven or eight or something. That's you know? fucking awesome. Jurassic Whenever Park that toys? movie came out. Like, yeah, I loved all the Jurassic Park man, toys. The sculpts on them were so good. Like, the I don't dinosaurs go were super a, realistic. I don't mean to go off on a <laughs> tangent, but do you remember Key Bank back in Loveland? Off of, yeah. I think it was off of, like, Lincoln and 4th or 5th or something like that. Yeah, yeah, downtown. Yeah, yeah. Um, They, when I was a kid... They had a checking account for kids that every month, if you kept putting extra money in there, they would give you a dinosaur. Oh, man. Like a new dinosaur. That's smooth. Toy. I want to go sign up for that now. And <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if they have it anymore, but like, <laughs> eventually I had this like entire set of dinosaurs. It's funny that you say that because that was one of the first complete collections I ever had was this, the set of dinosaurs from KeyBank that... If if you oh. opted for it, you could get the mountain that would be, you could put all the fucking dinosaurs on. And the playset. Like, yeah, it was like twelve. Yeah. It was for a year. So if you actually, had the account yeah, so for a year, you would get the dinosaurs. I don't know what jogged it, but I actually was remiss. My first collection ever was Ninja Turtles toys, which was probably about a year or two before Jurassic Park toys. Okay. 
But that was because I had an older cousin who was also really into Ninja Turtles, and he had a lot of cool toys. So I was like, mm. well, I want to be cool, too. So Did you I loved book? Ninja Turtles. Uh, he had the Technodrome oh, nice. playset that actually was on wheels and stuff, and it opened all the way up. I had the Krang where the brain actually went into the stomach. Yeah, it like came out of the stomach. Was, it was like yeah, a little bit bigger than the actual figures. It was a right, yeah, and there was like a plastic window that I lost immediately, but that was there. And yeah, we had a, I mean, between the two of us, had any of us held on to that stuff, I'm sure we could make tons of money on it now because those are impossible to find, but I, I don't, don't have know. any of that oh, stuff shit. left. Um, and I had the van. I really loved that van. Yeah. and the, It was, the van was, was really good. Uh, we had the plastic that they were like not life size, but I guess they were life size if you were eight. Sure. <laughs> uh, weapons. They were plastic, like hard plastic. Yeah. Those were fun. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. The toy toy makers didn't really give a shit about how how much the kids would hurt each other with the toys. I remember well, having these lightsaber battles with my cousins yeah. and just like bruising each other so much. Oh yeah. There Almost. was lots of pain to be had, but that oh, builds yeah. character. Yeah. No. For sure. Kids <laughs> these days are you know bunch of wussies yeah tell you what but yeah you know as you as you get older and you grow and you change your collecting tastes generally morph and change so um the two that are the biggest other than the pop vinyls in my house would be my miscellaneous destiny collection and my girl's uh baseball hat collection nice so her baseball hat collection is also very prolific does i mean it's she, does she collect like different teams or is it all giant stuff it's it's 90 percent giants hats i would say <laughs> okay um but i've got i mean i'm definitely getting some steelers hats in there i got a couple of green lantern hats i got some star nice. trek hats i mean they're all baseball hats for sure um my probably my biggest contribution is the um there was a star wars night at giant stadium uh, at&t park in nice. san francisco and the hat is like a waving lightsaber that's the shape of the San Francisco logo. Oh my god, that's in, that's amazing. Yeah. So I got that hat, that's in there. Um she's got uh, the last 3 or 4 World Series hats. She's got a very old um uh 49ers World's uh 49ers Super Bowl baseball cap that her grandfather gave her. That one is very That's very cool. beautiful hat yeah is, like, how long has she been collecting has it been for a while now oh yeah her she's been collecting hats since before i met her okay. so this is what what i can see in the house is not even part of the collection you know it's it's a huge thing most of it's in storage but like okay that's that's one of those things that we both really like because it, it you know we could pass it on if we need to or you know we can part it out in our wills and things like that like <laughs> right those are very very cool um and then my Destiny collection is really just spans a lot of different media. So, like, the one that I really like right now is um, Mega Constructs, which used to be Mega Blocks, which are notorious for being off-brand Legos. Yep, yeah, um, I remember those. But Mega <laughs> Constructs is a new brand that's under the Mega Blocks name. So Mega Blocks is now focused more on preschool, like the giant, PC blocks for like one to five year olds. Okay. And Mega Constructs is everything from there up. So Dang. what they're doing is they're making like I'm pretty sure that these <laughs> figures are like printed from the 3D models from in the properties. Like they have. Dude, um, you know Call so much about figures. these toys, and I uh, all I know is Kenner and Hasbro. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Um, I think this, I believe Megablox is owned by Mattel, I want to say. Um, I think I think you're right on that. that that's So accurate. they have, yeah, so they've got licensing with all kinds of really cool properties. Um, Destiny in particular, Call of Duty, Halo, uh, Star Trek. Like, they have tons of really cool, very cool licensing. And it feels like the, the figures are printed from the 3D files that are, like, official. So, like... I have um, all of the, well, not all of them, but I have a lot of the Destiny sets. So, for example, I have the three Sparrows, three of the available Sparrows that are in oh, Destiny nice. are actual construction sets. So, they're the actual models of Sparrow from the game. So, like, when I hover over that Sparrow in the game, it says EV40, this is the Sparrow, or, you know, T60 Racing Sparrow, or the Yaller Wing Sparrow with the golden wings on it. Uh, I yeah. have all I three just, of those just that as constructed Amazon. sets. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're like direct translations of those into Lego form. I mean, they're not Legos, but come on, they're Legos. So yeah, that's way it's, cool. It's gorgeous, and they're beautiful adaptations. They're the minifigures have like five or six points of articulation, and they're they're great toys. Like the the sculpt quality is beautiful. And I'll put uh, pictures of these ones up in particular because they're really good looking. Um, but so I have, you know, the, all the Destiny good guys on one shelf on their sparrows. And then I have all the Destiny bad guys on one shelf, you know, uh, pointing their guns yeah. menacingly and holding their weapons and stuff. And oh, dude, there's a, my there's a Mega Constru- Constructs Pokemon Charizard building set. Oh, yeah. Their licensing goes Dang, far and wide. Dude. There's tons of stuff. I believe they also have Zelda and Mario stuff that you can build. Yeah. Um, they look really cool, too. They look kind of like kitty, but I, I don't know. I can dig it. They translate the art styles of each individual medium really well into yeah, the toys. For sure. It's amazing. I like that. Um, a lot of the other stuff that I have from Destiny is sort of display pieces. Like, so for example, you got me that really cool Cade snow globe. That's on my desk. Yeah. I have a couple of uh, engram shaped containers on my desk. Like, there's a porcelain one with all my pencils in it. There's a glass one with like some plants in it. Um, I have some McFarlane toys. If you know McFarlane toys, they're known for their high quality sculpts. I do and detail. really like me some McFarlane toys for sure. Yeah, it's uh, the guy who created Spawn, so yep. he also owns the toy company, and that's why the translations are very faithful. Um, right. I have a ten-inch Lord Saladin from Destiny, and he looks great. He's got the giant axe and the machine gun. He's awesome. Nice. Um, other yeah, than they, that, I McFarlane have a good uh, job for sure. Yeah. Other than that, I have a custom piece. I think every collection should have custom pieces that nobody else has. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I have it's, is It's got to be more so of like, I mean, not even so much a, a custom piece. It's just something that is very unique. Right. Something that, not something that you probably wouldn't have. see at anybody else's house. Yeah. yeah. So what I did was I took a engram-shaped terrarium. Like if you've ever played Destiny, all the loot drops in these little dodecahedron ball soccer ball looking things right and then they decrypt into different loot so i got a glass one of that shape and filled it up with um red and brown sand and rocks and dead trees and stuff <laughs> to make it look like mars which was nice. a destination in the first destiny game now i have a little mega constructs minifigure hunter in there you know casting his super attack from the game so I have this little destiny terrarium, which I call a destinarium, <laughs> that nobody else has. And it's like this cool little piece of me, you know, like this is the game I play. 
this is where you know i collect this is where my money goes and things like that right and nobody else has this at their house and there are specifically there's a couple different photos of that that i'll put up with the show notes because i've got different angles and close-ups and stuff so that's that's way cool i never even i guess i do have one piece of star wars art from uh our friend rayanna that is super unique um Oh, that cutout. It's a like yeah. a Kirigami cutout. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's like eight different pieces of whatever. It's it's it seems like kind of a uh, shoebox material or something. Shadow like box. That. Shadow yeah, box. Cut out yeah. shadow box. Just Google that yeah. and you'll see what he means. Yeah. But I I never really thought about that. I should I should uh start thinking about doing something a little more unique like that. I just go buy a, a bunch of shit, you know? Yeah, so the last piece that I have is um the other thing I try to do is mix my interests, right? So for sure. I try to be um, creative and ha- find an outlet for that. So I have, you know, acrylics and canvases and stuff like that at the house and I do some painting. So I mix the two together and I painted myself a really cool Vanguard banner from Destiny. They got that sick V logo that's all ah, stripy nice. and sports looking. So I painted a, a horizontally uh, oriented canvas with that logo and I've got that at the top of my collection. So that's, you know, like a, another thing. It's a piece that identifies where this stuff is from, but nobody else is going to have that because I made it for myself. Right. So it's what, a great way to, like, mix your interests in with collecting. Yeah. What would you say is your most prized possession in your collection? Oh, man. As a piece of a collection? It could be something know. you made, something you bought, some, you know, a, I don't know. Yeah. Anything. I mean, that's that's a... That's a tough ask. I mean, oh, wow. I do. I really like the 10-inch Saladin. I really like the terrarium that I made. Um, I mean, I've got I've got an old school um, dragon dagger from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers oh, that he used to summon the that? dragon sword. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, and it functions. So <laughs> That's if you, amazing. If you, press, if you press the button. Do you have it with you? Is it accessible? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm not sure which button it is, so this might take more than one try, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's a, so let's see. That's not that's the right one. So it should fucking be. That's awesome. So you remember the Dragon Zord summoning song? It was. Uh... Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, that one, that one I got from a friend back in like high school. I was like, That's cool. You should frame that. Obviously, it carries sentiment with me because it was given to me by a friend. But I mean, of all the things, I I would probably say it's going to be that first pop vinyl that my girl got me because it was such a serendipitous thing that we would both do that at the same time without talking to each other. Like, right? Okay, that's probably a that's probably a good relationship sign, you know? So (laughs) makes sense. So yeah, Um, that piece and that piece is still prominently displayed, and it was you know the start of our collection together. So it it has a lot of meaning. So that's probably right up there. Which uh, what piece do you think is worth the most? Like if you were to go put it on Amazon, uh, you know, well, of all the stuff that I own, I mean, so we didn't go through all my collections because that would take a long time, but. That's One always I always is, I always feel like the yeah. what's your what's your most expensive thing? I always feel like that's the like dick measuring contest. Right. <clears throat> so <laughs> and you'll have to excuse me. I know my voice has been inconsistent this whole time. I'm still getting over a cold, but Dude, I've been um, doing the same thing. I've been like muting myself. <laughs> seems like and everybody in Colorado has been. Like, ah, it's terrible. Yeah. 
So um, one of the other things that I collect is comic books, obviously, because I'm a huge nerd. So right. um, back in the day, there was a bookstore in Greeley that was going out of business, and I can't remember their name, and I feel bad because they were like a competitor for Borders and you know all the big places like was that. Was it Hastings? But, Yes, it was Hastings. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm here. Um, <laughs> Hastings is <laughs> Hastings is going out of business, and I I'm looking at their doors, and they're like, you know, sale on everything, and I'm like, hey, they have comic books in back issues, you know. So I went in there to look for some old comic books, figuring, you know, whatever I find, I'll you know take out. Right. And I'm I'm sorting through. I'm talking thousands of comics. Oh, just yeah. Unfiled in a line. They like, unloaded whatever, their warehouse you know. on those stores. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, you know, whatever. And I get to this section that somebody clearly like put a whole collection together and then didn't have enough money, so they put it there and figured, okay, I'll come back for this, and it's well hidden. No one will ever find it. Right. But I found it because among those on the front of that collection was an X-Men number one. What? From 1994. Not, not like original X-Men. Oh, okay. Uh, okay I'm talking... Okay. 92 or 93 whenever um the they officially cartoon. rebooted it yeah whenever they rebooted it to coincide with that and it's What's the jim lee cover with um magneto on the front and he's holding that ball of energy that's uh, i found that and it's it was like 75 cents wow so it was one of those moments where i was like this is somebody else's and they set this here specifically to come back for it but i have to take this and I know they will understand when they come back and this is gone. They'll be like, well, somebody found it and they had to take it. Like, Yeah, there's no way so, that like, if someone finds yeah, that. I, I had to. I had to. I just, I had to. So yeah, that's probably that the prize. Yeah. That's probably the most valuable uh, piece that I have uh, left over in any of my collections. Um, in that same comic book realm, though, there are some other stuff that's, you know, sentimental. So I have... The Phantom, remember that movie with Billy Zane in the 90s where <laughs> yeah. he was the purple? Oh my yeah, God, so yeah. The Phantom, I have the issue of that that came out the month and year that I was born, which was you know pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I actually have also the first ever issue of Moon Knight. And that one is a first ever thing because that was, he's not an old character. He's from like the 80s or something. Yeah, that's pretty so cool. So I have the Legit. first ever issue of Moon Knight and I believe that's being turned into a show. Uh, to be on Netflix or maybe on Disney's new streaming service, but it's I a Marvel property. Yep, and it is coming out. I think Corbin said something about it. So, yeah, I have the first issue of Moon Knight, and I have the first issue of the rebooted '90s X Men. So the oh, main yeah. the main book. It's a it's a gorgeous book. It's a beautiful piece. I haven't opened it, but it's probably been opened. So. <laughs> I would assume so. That's that's awesome. I didn't realize you had those. Um, I have a few comic books. I. I don't know. I guess I have a bunch of comic books, but I don't. The only one that's really worth anything would probably be the. Uh, I have uh, the X Men issue where Gambit is first introduced. Oh, very cool. Um, I guess I guess we'll see what happens with the Gambit movie if that ever comes out. That issue might yeah. might rise in price, but well, and and really quickly, um, if you if you are into comic books and you then you probably already know this, but support your local comic shops. Oh, those places sure. they need they need your money. Like you you gotta support those places or they're gonna go away. Yeah, and the only way you'll be able to get your comics is online. Which I understand that that's you know, easy and that's a like call a, me old fashioned, but I like way, to hold those in my hands. Like dude, I, I have, prefer to look at. Ads in between my, my stories. Wall and stuff. Like. Yeah. 
I need that physical experience. So if you're into comics, definitely support your local comic shop. Yeah. If you're in Loveland, that's Grand Slam. If you're in Fort Collins, that's uh, Griffin and there, I, there's a few in Fort Collins, I think yeah. actually. And but in Denver, you got Mile High Comics, um, which they they're doing pretty well. They have a really good warehouse that you can check out. I think every other Saturday or something, they open up their warehouse. You can go rummage through for a couple hours. And um, all of this stuff, all of this nerd collection stuff, can be found at Denver Comic Con, which three day passes are currently eighty bucks, and we'll definitely be there. Mm-hmm. So check that out if you're interested as well. Yeah, so I definitely. So your will. your collection, Josh, your collection moving on is probably what all Star Wars. I mean, well, you've got some other collections, I mean, right? Most of it's Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Most of it is Star Wars. But I do have like some things that, like you said, a little more sentimental and stuff. Like like I have some Rick and Morty toys that I've kept in the package that I don't I don't know why. I just feel like I really <laughs> I really like those. And I have a I have an old figure from the original Metal Gear Solid game. I have I have Revolver oh, Ocelot. Cool. He's still in the package because very cool. I mean, that's just something that he comes with the torture chair for Snake. So, I, I, that's, that's awesome. That's one of my favorites. I think that was one of the first ever like action figures I bought. To be honest with you, um, wh- that's I mean, that's not true. Because well, but for the purpose when I was a kid, I bought a lot of action figures. Using. But like, yeah, when I grew up and like actually started deciding that I wanted to collect again, because when I was a kid, like. My collection was cool, but it was like a bunch of toys that I'd played with outside or in the bath or something like that. So eventually, like, they just kind of got old and me not really thinking about it. I threw them out because I was coming of age at some point in time and like, I don't need toys anymore. Blah, 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 blah. And then getting older, like I kept remembering these things and being like, oh, my God, I really wish I still had that Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I really wish I still had that TIE Fighter and that fucking X-Wing. And, well, and that's, and all those and that's what the impulse to collect like. is from, right, is going, well, I don't want to think about this later as a thing I wish I had held on to. Yeah, and it's I think it's it's a nostalgia thing, too, just like, because I, I did also when I was a kid, God, when I was a kid, I, I displayed my Star Wars toys. I played with a lot of my other toys, but Star Wars toys, right. I still, like, the reason they got ruined is because I put them in the windows, and they got, like, sun... Sun damage. Yeah, and... Colorado sun is not good for action no, figures. <laughs> no, I definitely do not recommend putting toys in the window. Um, but, but I would hang the ships from fishing wire on the ceiling in my room in, like, little scenes and stuff, you know, and... Because you'd have a lot of ships. Yeah, or or just, that's how I played with those toys. <laughs> when I yeah. came, like, 11, 12, like, I think 13, 14 is when I got rid of all the toys. But, but yeah, man, I, I think I was about 19, 20. I was in a flea market, and I found, um, I found the Metal Gear Solid in a, in a package, and then I saw this display of, of a, ton of star wars toys and i think it was it was like right there that i was like i i need to get these again <laughs> <laughs> and so for the last i don't know 10 11 years i've been building up my collection um and star wars is definitely the most predominant but i do have i have a collection of mario toys and oh right i have a little collection of lord of the rings pez dispensers um I mean, I have, I have a whole, I have 
almost the entire set of Burger King uh, Batman toys. Batman the Animated Series. I have a ton of those. A ton of, like, just Marvel toys in general. Like, they're little minifigures, but that's just... I, I like to collect things of things that I love. And the superhero things are definitely something that I love. So... You know, I'd, I'd see these cheap toys, and I'm I don't keep things in boxes really. So you know, if I see a collection that's pretty cheap, then I'd take it out of the box and I display it. So all my superhero toys are displayed on a on a little shelf in my living room. And so, is there what would you say? Is there any of the stuff that you would consider selling, or is it all stuff that you would be would consider permanent to the collection? Man, honestly, anything that's displayed, I'm I'm not really I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm a hoarder. I'm a collector and I'm a hoarder. <laughs> and I wouldn't even I don't even think I'd consider like trading anything, you know. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I I've, I've thought about this too like if I ever got into like dire straits and I was desperate for money, I don't even think I'd sell anything then. Except for the fat man. Mm, no. That is <laughs> that's probably Well, and yeah, and no, that's now one. actually that's actually now not a joke. That's a <laughs> that's a real thing. No, like, seriously, that that, Kylie, that Kylie could got me get that. you a like a down payment on a house if you need <laughs> if you I, needed it to. Eventually, like. it might. That thing over the next couple years, twenty years or so, if I ever needed it. But I but that's the thing is I probably won't. I almost guarantee I I'll want to be buried with that. Well, and you toy. can't. Yeah, exactly. You, there's no way you could get rid of it, and that's part of why she knew you would be the person to give it to because it would mean the most to you. Right. That and that's probably by far the most prized possession in my collection is the '79 Boba Fett, um, the original Kenner Boba Fett. Yeah, it. I was, I was floored when I saw it. That's, <laughs> that was. One I thing was floored that, for you, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that was one of the toys that was displayed in that case at the flea market in Fort Collins. Was the Boba? Well, Fett, and it's the kind of Kenner. thing that you like. You tell yourself like, "Yeah, it'd be cool," but I'll never have one, and that's okay. Right, because like, at the flea market, it was four hundred fucking dollars. At the flea market. Yeah, and like, I was like, geez, that, that toy is awesome. Like, I, I yeah. really want that. And pretty much ever since then, it had been a wild goose chase trying to find that thing. I'd found Boba Fett toys here and there, but the, actually, fun fact, the only toy that I've ever bought online was a Boba Fett. Yeah. Because as my collection got bigger, um, it was before Disney bought Star Wars, my collection was getting bigger, but the selection was so limited around stores and town and stuff that um, I, I had a certain couple spots that I went to, but they never had a Boba Fett ever. Um, the closest I ever got was a Micro Machines Slave One that yeah. had the original Boba Fett I re- Micro Machine. I remember the commercial for that was yeah. really good. And, <laughs> and I bought it because it had the actual figure with it. And I was like, oh, that's my that's my first Boba Fett, you know. Um, so, so this is side note and semi semi related. You got me the the porg pop yeah, vinyl for yes Christmas. I did. <laughs> so Told you I was gonna get you a porg. Being a collector, <laughs> I'm not about to have one Star Wars pop vinyl in my set of ninety oh, pop vinyls. I'm glad I've started so, something. So you will be proud of us. We went out. We got Leia in the black outfit. Nice. And we got uh, old Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh man, that that right now, the old Luke Skywalker of any form is eluding me. I cannot find it anywhere. 
He was at uh, Target. Okay. I mean, when I say old, when I say old Luke Skywalker, I mean Luke Skywalker from the Last Jedi, not like the first Luke no, yeah, pop I, that they put yeah, out. That's that's yeah. what I figured. The old man yeah. Luke, right? Yeah, he's. I mean, in the three seven five figures, I can't find him anywhere. I I can't find he him may in the be, pop oh, figures. I can't right. any of those things. He's he's, he's not in the black series. He is, but I don't like the black series as much. I just yeah. I mean, the black series is for that hardcore collector that's going to keep it in the package. You know, right? I have pieces. I have like, I have maybe four or five Black Series figures, and four of those five are out of the box and in my curio cabinet. (laughs) Like the only reason I've kept the other one in the case is to be symmetrical on my computer desk to match the other Star Wars figure that's still in the case. (laughs) Oh uh, well, yeah. And so two other things. First of all, I really like your Millennium Falcon. display like led glass thing that's cool you should put a picture of that up okay i can do that (laughs) secondarily question have you seen that um pack of figures at walmart it's got like 30 figures in it and it says like kenner retro pack or something like that are the big ones yeah and they all they all look like the old 70s figures but they're you know they're definitely remakes but they all look like the old 70s figures i those are starting to go into the clearance section i believe oh nice i'm gonna check that out yeah I have an Obi-Wan of those. I definitely <laughs> want to get the whole set of 12. Um, but they were so expensive. And I think I found the I found the Obi-Wan at a GameStop for and it was mm. like it was like 30 bucks, dude. Yep. So I was like, okay, I'm going to buy That's this GameStop. one because it's the only one I've seen and I'd been waiting for that collection for I think I talked about it on the podcast at some point. But I've so, been waiting for that shit to drop and when it actually came out I, I realized how big they were and how expensive they were yeah but they're really <laughs> cool and I, I had to get the obi-wan that's one that i've kept in the package is the obi-wan re-release of the giant kenners so my last question that i can think of right now is well actually okay i have two questions okay i don't think you do but do you have a lightsaber haha <laughs> that's it's a good question. I do not have a lightsaber. Now, is that by that choice? Or um, is it like you're going to get one of the really nice ones and you're just waiting? Or I'm like kind of just waiting for the... Yeah, I really want to get a, a good one that I can display on top of my entertainment center. That's I've, I've been eyeing that for a long time. I know exactly where I'm going to put it. It's like 150 bucks for the really good one, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes even more. It just yeah. depends. That's, that's one Black Series thing I would buy is the lightsabers because they're... They're quality. They're really good. Um, but that's probably something I'm going to have to order online. Cause yeah. Well, and that's a that's a centerpiece type thing for the collection. Like, you plan for that, and you save, and things yeah. like that. Um, it's just, um, I haven't ever really... I had them when I was a kid. I had the Darth Maul lightsaber. I had the Obi-Wan. I had the Qui-Gon lightsaber. And I had so the Darth Vader one. But, I mean, like I said, I would think, as a kid. <laughs> I think the hard part of it would be not playing with it. Like, yeah, you got it, but now you got to want to go swing it around and break it. Oh, like, dude. I mean, I I I pick up my ships sometimes and like fly them around at my cats and shoot them with like the little yeah. things. Well, like yeah. I I play with my toys every once in a while. <laughs> but I well, mean, then so my I I move the move the displays around a little bit sometimes, kind of make little action scenes and stuff, just because I get yeah. bored or something. But so then yeah. my other question would be, what is the what is your favorite um, ship toy that you have or? model or whatever oh um i guess i i don't know i i have 
I actually counted my collection today. This is the first time that I've ever counted my collection. <laughs> um, but like ships, I have four big ships, like the the big ass ones you can fit the figures in, and you know they shoot things and whatnot. But I have uh, twenty eight of the mini ships. Those like they're like little, they're mini little like micro. I think they're micro machines or Hot Wheels. And they have that, yeah. And they have those little display stands. They have a right? stand, yeah, yeah. And I, I really, I have like an Enterprise those. of that. I honestly, I think the Kylo Ren's Tie Fighter is my favorite right now. Yeah. Um, I really want to get the Force Link. It's like a little wristband that when you play with any of the new toys released, it interacts with the wristband and so <laughs> for instance if you put a figure up to the wristband it's gonna like say something from the movie or give you a quote right but with so kylo next time next time kylie goes out of town you're not alone and you can talk spread around figures. your apartment yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> but with the kylo run ship it lights up like the the lights light up in the back and it makes oh, noises nice. and shit so the only reason i want to get the force link is to see those lights light up because that's the only way so you there's can see a it. there's an obvious joke here that uh <laughs> Disney is now even putting parts of their physical toys behind DLC paywalls, but I'll leave that joke alone. So. EA must have a hand in their toy sales. Yeah, I'll just I'll just let that joke tell itself. Oh my god, that's funny. Um, yeah, it's it's a good time. I, I like I said, I, I've been doing this for a long time, and by this point, um, a lot of things that I get now are gifts. I right. I do go out on Force Fridays and when they release the toys and stuff and get a few things that that are nice but but like for instance one of uh the one the Boba Fett that Kylie got me that was a Christmas present that you know is cherished and prized and loved and right and uh, also Corbin got me the original vinyl of the story of Star Wars the 1979 vinyl of That's the so Star Wars cool. story so those. I mean, those those I think mean a little bit more to me because those are worth something, and for right. for them to you know just like just hand it over and be like, dude, you know you're the Star Wars fan or something. Like I think just right. them thinking they about know that it will cool, mean like, more to you, you know, than it would to that. them even monetarily. That's yeah, really cool for sure. Yeah. Like so pro tip: if you're a collector, tell everybody that you know what your collecting thing is. Yes. And you will suddenly start getting that for every Christmas, birthday, holiday, everything. Yep. Man, 4th of <laughs> July, you'll get like Star Wars cupcakes or something. It, yeah. It's, it's fantastic. And it's it works. <laughs> like no matter where I am or what time of year it is, if I see a cool Star Wars thing, I subconsciously am like, oh, Josh would like that. Like, And it's not even <laughs> like I'm going to buy that for him. It's just That's like, oh, Josh would like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just a it's an easy way to get people tuned into what it is you'd be okay with receiving. <laughs> it's starting to get a little out of hand at this point, especially with social media. I have yeah. my I have my Facebook on a if if somebody tags me in something or shares something with me, I have to approve it to get on my wall. Because right. there was a point in time where I I mean it was three or four times a day. I, I right. Hey, look at this Star, Star Wars, Wars thing, and you're like, "Shit, I don't want to spend money on that right now." Oh man, <laughs> that or just like a meme or like a, a some quote or whatever it is. Oh right, like this is from Star Wars. Oh, Josh knows right. that tag. Right, you don't want people to reduce <laughs> your entire personality into your collection. That's right. a good point. Because I do, I do collect other things. I'm a, I honestly would say I'm a collector of video games. I have a lot of classics right. um, systems and stuff that that I still actually play. I busted out Tetris on NES not too long ago. 
I, you know, I played Super Mario on my Game Boy Advance not too long ago. I mean, uh, and I, I like to get things and then keep them just for, just for whatever fucking reason. I just like to keep the things that I buy, you know? Right. It's, it's a weird hoarding thing. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, I and mean, it doesn't have to be, yeah, it doesn't have to be all you're about. I mean, everybody's going to be into music and different TV shows and all their things that they want. I'm just, you know, for yeah. collecting it, like it's easier to pick an area and stick with it so that you're not, you know, branching into collecting 10 different things and then right. find yourself bankrupt and have no space left at your <laughs> house. <laughs> right. And uh, when I was a teenager, like in high school and stuff, I definitely was a collector of CDs. I had yeah. hundreds upon hundreds of CDs and I, I I don't know. I guess I just liked having a, a ton of stuff or a ton of CDs, a variety of music I could listen to. And well, that, and it used to be that collecting CDs was a way you could display your personality and your tastes to yeah, other people because sure. they could physically flip through all your stuff and go, oh, okay, this is you know how you relax and this is what you get to right, you know listen to right. when you're working oh out. Oh my god, like I can't believe you have a Britney Spears album in here. Right, but now you, you don't have that. It's like you got to flip through somebody's phone or their iPad, which is like yeah. you know, deeply invasive, <laughs> and be like, oh, you have terrible Spotify playlists. Why would I ever <laughs> listen to this? Like, yeah. What is this Friday Friday shit? What is this? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. No, and I I loved collecting CDs, and that that was a, a main reason because I'd like to organize them in different. I had a couple. I think I had six different CD cases, and they were all labeled differently. Oh yeah, because you know different cases had different styles of music, and so I'd keep them in the back seat of my truck, and people would be like, "Let's listen to something," and I'd be like, "Oh, dig through those." <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, it would always spark a conversation or something. And it was it was fun to collect CDs. But now I just have a bunch of old relics that take up space in my studio that used to I used to listen to. <laughs> um, other than that, really, I, I, I guess, yeah, Star Wars is my main thing. You know, I, I do have a bunch of comics. I have a bunch of Star Wars comics. <laughs> I have uh, I think my favorite they're collections of comics. Um, and you would appreciate this for sure, but I have two of the Amory Wars collections. Oh, very cool. The Coheed and Cambria collections. So for anybody unfamiliar, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of Coheed and Cambria, but if you ever wondered why all their stuff has really weird names, it's because it's all concept albums based on these comic books that the singer wrote. Yep. And I have a couple of those and they're really good. The stores are really good. I remember me and you and got they're not super prevalent. With those like comics. Not a lot of people day. have those. No, they were at a Mile High Comics one day. Actually, I walked in there and I it was one of those things. I was like, I can't leave without these. And so I got them. Yeah, don't forget to go to milehighcomics.com slash twist my arm. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. You're welcome. I'll take that sponsorship any day now. Yeah. Um, I think I, other than that, really, I mean. I'm about the same, you know, I, I love collecting. I, I have certain things that bring back certain memories and I, I like to keep building on the collection and I will continue to build on the collection. And yeah, I'll put pictures I like collecting. Up. I think it, <laughs> I think it lends itself well to people who would identify as nerds and geeks because it gives you, you know, that uh, progress thing, that bar to fill up, you know, that loot to drop. You, it, It's yeah. like finding a, a 
chest in the wild and yeah, opening it up. And, and, and again, going, oh, it's, a, it's a, um, a, oh my God, I'm losing it. Com- a conversation piece. You know, if yeah. you have someone come over, they can look around at all the, all the stuff and probably find something they can relate to and talk to you about. And if they can't, then you know, cool, now I don't have to spend any time getting to know that person because right. they're not into anything cool. Right. We, <laughs> we probably won't be friends, so that's fine with me. Easy but, filter. <laughs> but yeah, and, and you're right, finding a chest in the wild, like when you're at a store, like that, that day that I find an old man Luke action figure, it's going to be like finding a chest in the forest temple that I've been looking for for hours, and I'm going to be stoked. <laughs> Da-na-na-na. Exactly. <laughs> I um, had to think about it for a second. It's been years. <laughs> I did. I did want to ask one last question, and I I do not at all. But do you ever regret getting into collecting for any reason? Um, I don't. I mean, there's. I can't really think of a downside to it. I mean, other than it costs money. But like, if you like, I said, if you can. If you're in a financially stable place where you can, you know, balance your money and have a budget anyway, then it's really easy to slip collecting into that in place of something else if you need to. Uh, you know, maybe you're really lucky and you can just blow money whenever you want on pieces of your collection. And if you can, more power to you and right. totally do that. But if you can't, you know, it doesn't mean you can't collect. It just means that eventually when your luckier. collection is... Right. Well, and when your collection is huge and getting close to, you know, what you might consider completion, it's going to mean a lot more to you and you're going to feel a lot deeper connection to that stuff because you know, hey, I worked for this stuff and it took me a lot of time to acquire it. So right. it means more to me now, you know, stuff I could leave to my kids, stuff I could, right. you know, display on my walls, things like that. So it's it's a really easy way to have a nice creative outlet too. So like, you know, if you're into whatever it is you're into just look in different mediums for that look at signs look at action figures you know look at um music there are all right. kinds of stuff there's a band travis was telling me about a band that plays like all covers of Mega Man songs but as metal and it's awesome like everything you oh, could yeah. possibly think of is out there like catered specifically to your needs and wants like whatever you think is cool somebody else agrees with you and you can find them by showing your colors that way for sure so it's a really it's a really cool way to bit you know build community and things like that and you know for example with me and my girl it's a nice thing for us to have like this default gift like you know if i want to get her something thoughtful but i don't want to go get her a flower I can buy her a new pop vinyl and be like, hey, I know you're really into this thing and we both collect these, so here you go. Here's another piece of the collection. You know, it's there's a lot of reasons to collect and I can't really think of any negative ones other than if you're not financially stable, don't do it. If it's an addiction sort of thing, because there is a time where you can get addicted to it where you're like, oh my God, I got to catch them all. Right, exactly. And that's that's a real thing. So like, if you have an addictive personality... Which, you know, a lot of people who game and things like that do. Oh, I do. do. Definitely. Just gauge it. It's a problem sometimes. Everything Uh, in moderation, just like with anything else. So For sure. Just, you know, watch yourself and don't go overboard. But, yeah, other than that, I can't think of a negative to collecting at all. Yeah, me either. I'm I'm totally cool with it. I I love it. It's a good time. It, It makes, it gives me, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it's like a, it's like an endorphin release, you know? It's an adrenaline rush. Right. When you find something and it's just a good time. Everyone's got their thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> collecting is one of my things. So right, um, and it's not so much a material thing as it is like it's more of a, a an investment thing. Like this right. is you know my investment mm-hmm. in leisure time. This is my investment sure. in the way my space looks. You know, it's not necessarily right. a material like yeah, I have this object and I love this object type of a thing. It's the deeper connections that those things represent. Right. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I love displaying things and I'm always looking for new display things, but Right. I think I don't know, I think just 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 having them and and just being able to show people and like show them off, you know, it, it's a good it's a good time cuz some people Very have fun. their kids that they get to show off and I have my action figures that I, that I <laughs> show off, you know. Um back to I just wanted to to did, was Travis talking about a band called the proto men by chance uh, i think it was them there's also a guy called mega ran okay. and then um i can't i can't remember the, it might have been the proto men was the other name but yeah they they have it, some really cool songs dude proto men i've been fucking trying to get people on board with them for a while there it <laughs> might not be them if it's if it's metal cover songs it might be a different band i can't remember the name of that one cuz i know that there's another one but Proto Man basically does concept albums based off of Mega Man games. And I want to say I want to say either the song or the band was called The Bold and the Blue. Okay. Or something. Okay. I'm not I, I'm not 100%, but definitely just Google Mega Man cover bands. Uh yeah, Travis sorry. was at uh, PAX. <laughs> yeah, Travis was at PAX South recently, so he he was there for that whole convention. Oh, okay. That's yeah. where he, he saw a couple of those That's bands right. live. Nice. That's cool. I've been wanting to see Proto Men for a while, but word. I think I think that's gonna do it for our our collection. Oh, what's your final count on <laughs> on the on your pieces in your collection? Oh, uh, just on the pop vinyls, it's ninety three, uh, uh, ninety five if you count the two open ones. But uh, I I could not. I mean, I probably couldn't quantify the rest of my collections. The comics is over a hundred. Uh, Destiny pieces has got to be close to 50. Rick and Morty pieces is probably close to 20. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. The yeah. My girl's hat collection is probably in the 60s or 70s. Like Nice. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> That's super cool. I was um I I didn't I couldn't tell if I was like stoked or kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> if I was impressed with myself or disgusted with yeah. myself. <laughs> but there is 256 pieces in my collection right now. Star Wars pieces of merchandise. Wow. Just Yeah, that's just Star Wars. That's not counting like my silverware and my cups and my socks and my shirts and my hoodies <laughs> and stuff like that. That's and my underwear. Yeah, that's just stuff that's displayed. Um. It's not like things that I use on my everyday because I have a Star Wars wallet. I have a fucking <laughs> I have a pocket Jawa that I carry around instead of a Lucky Rabbit's foot. I have a pocket Jawa. Fuck, judge me, but but yeah, I I was I was I don't know. It was weird, but it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to know that I came from getting one little Metal Gear Solid toy and you know a couple action figures that stuck out to me that were Star Wars. I think it was a Han Solo and Carbonite for ten bucks and. And then another one, what was it? Lando, I think. It was just something ridiculous. But from from having those three things to having, you know, 200 
56 plus collectibles that <laughs> that I I mean there's a story for most all of these collectibles like I could tell you where I got them from who I got them from uh why I got them or if it was a gift if it, you know most I guess there's a couple that that are, that were just random buys at a store but for the most part like I bought it during a time that I can remember that you know right it has back. a specific uh, specific story or feeling associated with it. Yeah, it's like when you smell something that, that grandma used to make or something. It takes you back to when you were seven and playing in Swedish the Swedish meatballs. Or something. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I'm sure that colli- that number will grow for both of us <laughs> by the end of the year. Um, was there any, any last words, any, any last things you wanted to share? Um, let's see. The last thing I will say is, um, if you find yourself in the charitable mood and you don't know what to donate to good local charity to consider is called the Marison project. Disclaimer. My uncle is involved with running that charity. So that's how I'm involved with it. (laughs) Okay. Um, they are 501 C totally deductible donations. $1 gets one meal. And what they do is they rescue, um, unused food and provide restaurant-quality meals to homeless people. They've served thousands of meals. They do uh, a lot in Estes and La Puente, Colorado. That's awesome. So they're a nice local charity that you can feel good about giving your $1 to. So uh, shout-out to the Marison Project. And by proxy, shout-out... Yeah, (laughs) by proxy, um, shout-out to Becky Miller-Gruel, who has been pumping us in Iowa and getting us some cool Iowa listeners. And I guess there's a bit of a following out there so thanks everybody for listening and thanks to the marison project for everything you do for the community we really appreciate that so for sure hopefully we can get you guys some donations definitely and to add to that thanks to all the new listeners and people that have been liking us lately there's i know there's a lot of you so thanks for that um we welcome you to our fun little show that we do once a week um i don't really have much else to say I was going to talk about the Cloverfield 3 viral site, but we can talk about that later because there'll be a little bit more out about it next time. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, if you missed the top of the show or you forgot, you can find us on <laughs> any social media site, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Twitch, um, YouTube. You can listen to us on iTunes and soon Google Play and most places podcasts are heard. You can email us at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if there's if you have any suggestions or if you're in a band and you want to be part of the living room sessions or if you want to bitch at us about something or just say hello, send us an email. We are always happy to get those. Um, I think next week, what's going on next week? I don't want to promise anything for shows anymore because every time I say, <laughs> hey, next week we have this guest coming on. They don't Okay, so next week coming. we're going to try and do another podcast. Yes, next week we are going to do another podcast and we will be airing it on either Monday or Tuesday. That is the for for those of you that are questioning that, I know that I have gotten a few questions about when we upload because there's always been random shows. Yes, I get it. The last month has been a little different because holidays and, you know, my 30th birthday and it's just some other things, so I understand it's been a little shaky, but for the most part, we upload on Mondays and Tuesdays um, every week. So, moving forward, we're going to have some cool cool stuff, I hope, and we should be talking your ear holes 
off like crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Um, thanks for listening. My name is Josh. My name is Jesse. And we're the Twist My Arm Podcast. We will talk at you next week. Go Eagles. Mm-hmm.